0: Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I don't know the name of the trail I'm on. It's leading its way up to the top of Kiev Peak, but it's... from the Bells Canyon side. It's late March as I'm recording this and there's still a whole lot of snow on the ground. I'm tromping through it wearing my boots and a pair of spikes, sort of like mini crampons. I'm going to read a poem today by Cisla Miloš. Milosz won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1980. Polish, but most of his career was spent in California, where he fled to the United States from the Nazis and taught, I believe, at UC Berkeley. He died in 2004 this poem is called and yet the books and yet the books will be there on the shelves separate beings that appeared once still wet as shining chestnuts under a tree in autumn And touched, coddled, began to live in spite of fires on the horizon, castles blown up, tribes on the march, planets in motion. We are, they said, even as their pages were being torn out, or a buzzing flame licked away their letters. So much more durable than we are, whose frail warmth cools down with memory, disperses, perishes. I imagine the earth when I am no more. Nothing happens. No loss. It's still a strange pageant, women's dresses, dewy lilacs, a song in the valley. Yet the books will be there on the shelves, well-born, derived from people, but also from radiance, heights. It's not my style. get political with poems and so I will just say this when the news keeps talking about banning books or burning books or censoring books I just it arouses something in me of course I don't believe that every book should be available to every person. But, I don't know. There does feel like something sinister when people petition to ban books that they haven't read or just that they suspect they might disagree with. In some respects, what Miloš is doing here is similar to what Shakespeare does in Shall I Compare Thee To A Summer's Day. In that poem, of course, at the end, he tells the beloved that though they will die, they will live on forever in literature because as long as the poem is read, the memory of the beloved will last. What Milos is doing here isn't necessarily about a beloved. He's being self-introspective. Boy, that is redundant, huh? He is applying it to himself about what will happen when he is gone. But we, as readers by extension, put ourselves in the shoes of the speaker. And so we also imagine a world after we are gone And yet, books remain. If I may have an unnecessary sidebar, let me just point out that even a journal or a diary for future generations will be a marvelous, marvelous thing that outlasts our bodies. How grateful I am for writings of my forebears and predecessors. You should do that too. Anyway. Oh, this snow is killing me. I like the anthropomorphization of books in the middle of the poem where they speak we are, they said right before the most sinister part of this poem and of course this speaks to the wonders of literature and the power of books which, spoiler alert, is something we're going to talk about tomorrow when we look at a poem by Keats. But, saving tomorrow for tomorrow. Let's read this one more time. And yet, the books. Nope, you know what? i got to give one more thought. Note how this poem begins in media res. It starts out, and yet, and. So there was something before. There was something that this poem is jumping into the middle of, which is only revealed as the poem goes on. And so we have to, as readers, as listeners, discover it. It's also a technique that invites us to reread, to engage with it a second time after we go through it a first time, to, you know, we've figured out, we've unlocked part of what the and yet is referring to. And so we go back and read it again. This is why in the podcast I always read the poem twice. And this is why any time that you read poetry, you need to read it multiple times. So, for a second time... And yet the books. And yet the books will be there on the shelves, separate beings that appeared once still wet as shining chestnuts under a tree in autumn, and touched, cuddled, began to live in spite of fires on the horizon, castles blown up, tribes on the march, planets in motion. We are, they said, even as their pages were being torn out or a buzzing flame licked away their letters. So much more durable than we are, whose frail warmth cools down with memory, disperses, perishes. I imagine the earth when I am no more. Nothing happens, no loss. It's still a strange pageant, women's dresses, dewy lilacs, a song in the valley. Yet the books will be there on the shelves, well born, derived from people, but also from radiance heights. <laughs>